Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Would you grab your Bibles tonight? I'd like you to go to the Gospel of John. That's where we're going to begin tonight. Praise the Lord. Gospel of John chapter 16, if you will. Father, again, we thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are our teacher. You are our teacher. Holy Spirit, instruct us tonight. Lord, thank you for making me your messenger. But Lord, I thank you. You're going to far exceed, immeasurably exceed what I'm able to communicate tonight. That you impart this word in the lives tonight. And that there's fire. There's fire from the Holy Spirit. There's glory imparted to us. There's revelation. There's the opening of the eyes. There's divine revelation by the Holy Spirit. There's illumination tonight. There's the spirit of wisdom and counsel tonight in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it. And everybody shout amen. Amen. Thanks, Cody. I want to talk to you tonight about the eyes of the Holy Spirit. The eyes of the Holy Spirit. I also want to speak to you about discerning truth and lies by the Holy Spirit. Are you with me tonight? We're beginning our journey tonight in John chapter 16. These are the words of Jesus, verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you of things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. I want you to see this succession of authority that Jesus is laying out. In John chapter 5, Jesus said very plainly, he said, I only do what I see my Father doing. This is John 5 verses 19 and 20 and 21. He said, I only really do what I see my Father doing, and I only say that which I have authorization and access to say from my Father. So I want you to see there's, there's a representation of authority. Authority establishes first from the headship of the Father and is released into the Son. So the Son was only speaking what he had authorization to say. But then Jesus goes on what we just read, John 16. He says, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of truth. Notice what he said. He's going to lead you into all truth. Don't miss that. How many believe it's very imperative in this hour that you're walking in all truth? I think you're alive tonight. That's good. I don't like preaching to dead churches. I was preaching at a church. It was so dead. One night, a guy in the back, near the back, had a heart attack. The ambulance showed up and carried out five rows of people before they found the right guy. So anyway, you're still with me, and here we go. And that was a joke, if you're new here. (laughs) That's pretty dead. You're alive. 
Notice what Jesus said. He's going to lead you into all truth. He is the spirit of truth. I've said it to you before. It bears witness to say it again. The Holy Spirit is the exact opposite of the spirit of this age that is drawing people into strong delusions and strong confusions in this hour. The Holy Spirit is the exact opposite of, this, of the spirit of this age. So he said, I'm going to send him. Watch. He will not speak on his own accord. He will speak what I give him to speak. Are you seeing that? He will take what is mine and he will declare it to you. Now, it's a good introduction. Listen, listen well tonight. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. Touch somebody next to you. Tell them he's not a dove. He's not wind. The Holy Spirit is not wind. He's not rain. The Holy Spirit is, is not oil. He's not fire. He's actually, those are characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Those are characteristics of who the Holy Spirit is. I, I would say those are features of the Holy Spirit. They are movements within the Holy Spirit. Yet as a person, the Holy Spirit is God. That is why it's so important that we do not grieve the Holy Spirit or quench not the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is not a dove. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is not goosebumps the size of hubcaps. The Holy Spirit is God. Are you grabbing hold of this tonight? Now Jesus speaks of him in John 16. He says he's the Spirit of truth. He will guide you into all truth. He is the Spirit of wisdom. He is the Spirit of that is within you. Greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives and dwells within you. He's the Holy Ghost. He's the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 11 verse 2, when Isaiah describes the Holy Spirit, he says, the Holy Spirit shall rest on him, speaking of Jesus, that he would rest on him and he would be the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. That is who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is not fragile. Did you, did you notice what I just read? Uh, the spirit of might, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Holy Spirit's not weak. The Holy Spirit's not fragile. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? We need an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. The most important relationship to cultivate in your life is with the Holy Spirit. Gentlemen, your most important relationship that you are to cultivate is not your wife. It is the Holy Spirit. Your wife is going to need the strength out of the relationship that you have cultivated with the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And it goes reciprocal. Ladies, 
The most important relationship in your life is your relationship with the Holy Spirit because your husband needs to tap in to that level of strength that you have cultivated with the Lord. He's going to have to hear the Lord through you at times. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I want you to go to the book of Proverbs, if you will. Chapter 3. I feel such a mighty fire up here. I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation. All right? I want to read you just a few verses. Proverbs 3, verse 1. My child, if you truly want a long and satisfying life, never forget the things that I've taught you. Follow closely every truth that I've given you. Then you will have a full, rewarding life. Hold on to loyal love. And do not let it go. And be faithful to all that you have been taught. Let your life be shaped by integrity. Read that out loud with me. Let your life be shaped by integrity. With truth written upon your heart, that's how you will find favor and understanding with both God and with men. You will gain the reputation of living life well. And that's what you want to be known for, amen? You want others to look at your life and go, they're, li- they're being led by the Holy Spirit. They're living their life well. Trust the Lord completely, verse 5. And do not rely on your own opinions. With all of your heart, rely on Him to guide you. And He will lead you in every decision you make. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give you wisdom. He will lead you. He will guide you. That's exactly what Jesus was saying. John 14, 15, 16, 17. The Holy Spirit is going to be given to you to guide you, to direct your path, to give you illumination and light unto your path. Are you still with me? Trust in the Lord completely. Do not rely on your own opinions with all of your heart. Rely on Him to guide you. He will lead you in every decision that you make. Become intimate with Him in whatever you do, and He will lead you wherever you go. Jump down to verse 21 now. I'm still in passion. My child, never drift off course from these two goals in your life. To walk in wisdom and to discover discernment. Can we read that together one more time? My child, never drift off course from these two goals for your life. To walk in wisdom and to discover discernment. Don't ever let, don't ever forget how they empower you. For they will strengthen you inside and out, and they will inspire you to do what is right. You will be energized and refreshed by the healing that they bring. Isn't that a good word? 
They give you a living hope to guide you. Watch these next words. And not one of life's tests will cause you to stumble. Why is all this important? Why all this talk about wisdom? Why why all this talk about discernment in August 2021? Why all this talk about you don't want to drift off course? All this talk about walking in wisdom, discovering discernment, discover how it's going to empower you. I'll tell you why this is so crucial right now because we are living in the greatest urgent hour, I believe, of human history. We are living in the very last days before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, just as he promised. And amazingly, at these times, we have many Christians, amazingly at this time, Amazing. So many Christians are being derailed. So many Christians are being offended. So many Christians are getting bitter. They're getting deceived. Are you with me tonight? Some of them are being derailed and led astray by doctrines of demons. Some of them are being so caught up in the whirlwind of the delusion of the political landscape that they can't even find their spiritual equilibrium. I'm going to tell you again, folks, I'm not living for the return of Donald Trump. I have been living my entire 48 years for the return of Jesus Christ. Do I love President Donald Trump? You better believe it. Am I still interceding and praying for him? You better believe it. Sometimes with hot tears pouring off of my face. We are in the midst of an epic, epic battle and warfare for the very soul and the prophetic destiny of this nation. And in the midst of it, so many Christians are losing their brain. Their spiritual equilibrium's just gone out the doors. They weren't rooted or grounded in the Word. You got to be rooted and grounded in the Word, my friend. It's not really sexy, is it? You got to go back to the basics. You got to read your Bible and pray every day. But Brian, that's not very deep. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. I'm really not. But you know what? You got to read your Bible and you got to pray every day. <laughs> wow. But then we're in, we're in the midst of another problem. We're in the midst of a generation that want to be told what they want to hear. We're going to get to that. Job chapter 23, put it in your notes tonight, Job chapter 23, and I hope you're taking notes. If you're not taking notes, take notes. Did you all get that? Notes, notes, notes. Touch somebody, say notes. <laughs> Didn't that bother you when preachers always do that? Oh my gosh, he's another instruction. I'm sick of touching people. <laughs> (laughs) 
pinch somebody. At, no, I'm kidding. Get, 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 get ready. Job 23, verse 11. My feet have closely followed his steps. My feet have closely followed his steps. I have kept to his way without turning aside. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that powerful? I have kept to his way without turning aside. Now I'm jumping back into Proverbs 3, verse 21. Never drift off course from these two goals. To walk in wisdom and discover discernment. This is so key. Guys, if there was ever a time that the church needed spiritual discernment and spiritual wisdom, knowledge from the Holy Spirit, it is this hour. It is this hour. You've got to be anchored in the Word. You've got to be cultivating your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Again, I'm going to say over you tonight, it's the most important relationship in your life. It's the Holy Spirit. I looked back in the month of May, the month of May 2020, and one of my messages that I brought to this family, some of you are new, and it's okay to go back. It's when the Apostle Paul writes in Hebrews chapter 5. Put it in your notes. It's going to be behind me. Go there in your scriptures. This is so important for this hour. The Apostle Paul is writing not only to that generation, but to every generation that would be on the earth until the coming of the Son of Man. In verse 5, he says, You have become dull in hearing. Do you know that dull is the opposite of what? Sharp. Dull is the opposite of sharp. So he's saying, I've got so many things to say to you, but you've become so dull. You're you're not sharp in your spirit. You're dull in your hearing. Man, that's strong language, isn't it? But you all still love the Apostle Paul, right? You didn't get offended at him, did you, and just shut your Bible? Oh, man, that's, that's a tough one right there, right? You still with me? For though by this time you ought to be teachers... You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you've come to need milk and not solid food. That's the majority of the American church right now. All of these stupid seeker churches that filled up everybody with milk, you know, they're about that deep. Guess what? God's dealing with that. The hour has come for solid food. What does that mean? It's time to mature and learn how to eat the meat of the Word. You want to grab a book I read many years ago in my early 20s, Meat for Men by Leonard Ravenhill. That'll make you grow hair on your chest. Not for you ladies, just for guys. It's called Meat for Men. Find it, Josh. It's a power, powerhouse book. You've come to need milk instead of solid food. For everyone who is only a partaker of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of what? Full age. That is those who have, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Notice that. God is giving you discernment so that you can actually look very keenly 
with sensitivity from the Holy Ghost and go, ah, that's evil and that is righteous. Paul goes on, he tells us you're actually supposed to be practicing and exercising this in your life. He says it's supposed to be maturing. You're supposed to be accurately discerning what is going on around you. But you have to be training your senses in the Holy Spirit. Notice, this is by the Holy Spirit. Not the natural senses. Your smell, your taste, your... No, no. We're talking by the Spirit of God. Because if you don't exercise your spiritual discernment, if you don't grow in spiritual wisdom, what will happen is you could actually be duped and brought into some severe confusion in this hour. We are in an unprecedented time. Guys, you understand the enemy is about to pull out all of his treasuries of illusions and darkness for this most epic warfare for the souls on planet earth before the return of the king. And if you don't understand that the enemy has had thousands of years working on humanity and that he's good at his task of delusions and illusions, then you've got another thing coming. You have got to be anchored in God. Go ahead. Go ahead. Discernment is the ability to judge well. Write it down. Discernment is the ability to judge well and to judge accurately. Discernment. This is powerful. Discernment is a perception or a judgment that is obtained by the Holy Spirit's guidance. You obtain it by the Holy Spirit's guidance or understanding. I've taught us before, and it bears worth repeating, to discern, it actually means you're able to perceive something. You're able to recognize something. You're, you're actually able to distinguish something. Where It's like where everyone else is looking at the same thing, you're able to walk up and peer into it, and because the Holy Spirit is giving you the eyes of the eagle, you're, be able, you're able to peer, peer through, not peer through, help me preach, Lord, peer through and see something with distinction. And the Holy Spirit says, no, 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 no. Stand here and keep looking at it until I show you what it really is. Now, reach in there. That's substance. You're not guessing on that. I'm teaching you that. I'm showing you that. That is what's real. The Holy Spirit desires to deliver us from all that is phony. How many in this room hate anything that's fake? That's right. And the Holy Spirit hates, hates everything that's fake too. Holy Spirit is the spirit of what? There you go. The Holy Spirit gives us discernment. He helps us to detect things, to recognize things, to notice things, observe things, to spot something. Now, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Discernment from the Holy Spirit is not suspicion. Discernment from the Holy Spirit is not guessing. All right? All right? 
Are you with me? Discernment is an act of wisdom. It is an act of wisdom. It is detecting something. It is marking an insight into something or into an event or into a person's life or into a person's world. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. There are some things that have been hidden from us for many decades in this country. There are many things that have been hidden from us for many decades in this country that the Holy Spirit is engaged in and working in. And I've told you for months and months and months because the Holy Spirit has made us pregnant with these levels of prayers to bring exposure, to bring justice, that the Holy Spirit, He's the Spirit of truth. He will, st- he will still keep rooting through the belly of the beast, which is mangled with illusions, delusions, lies, corruptions, perversions, and He's working a master plan in the details and at the right time. It's going to come out. It's going to come out. The Holy Spirit loves the truth. The Holy Spirit wants to give you access to divine information. You need to declare that over over your life. The Holy Spirit wants to give me access to divine information. The Holy Spirit wants to give me spiritual intelligence. Are you with me? It's like the Lord, sorry, I just need a drink. Talk amongst yourself. Commercial break. (laughs) And we're back. It's like the Lord opens up the curtain and he lets you look behind and he starts giving you the pure knowledge of the kingdom. He gives you pure knowledge. He gives you pure wisdom. He gives you pure discernment, pure insight. 1 Corinthians 12. I'm going to read a few verses to you. 1 Corinthians 12. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant. This is good. There's a diversity of gifts, but it's the same spirit. That's verse 4. Verse 5. There's a diversity of ministries. It's the same Lord. There's a diversity of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. Verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the profit of all. For to the one is given a word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another is given the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gift of healings, but by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. Not street smarts, not natural discernment, not fight. Fault finding, not suspicion, discerning of spirits. Listen, guys, one of the most powerful ongoing lessons from the Holy Spirit is this. How to discern the times that you and I are living in. That's why we need to be in the Word. We need to be digging deep. We need to be reading and studying and gaining understanding for the last days so that we as an army of God can engage against the forces of darkness, the hordes of hell that are loosing a delusion on the children of God, people that are so 
reaping the reward of having their Bibles closed throughout their life. Stay with me tonight. The Holy, the Holy Spirit wants to teach us to live beyond the natural realm. He doesn't want you and I to be caught in virtual reality. I do this a lot here as your leader. I talk to you a lot about us being in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That when we come into this building, we are not just here at 5614 Richardson Road, Sarasota, Florida, 34232. We're not just in this building worshiping our king. What is happening is, is we come as the ecclesia, that Greek word, it's Jesus says, I will build my ecclesia, my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When we come together, I say it over you deliberately all the time to keep it fresh, reminding you. Just like I keep this painting in front of you that Diane, Diane's here tonight, that she painted for us prophetically about the worship and intercession filling the bowls, the golden bowls in heaven. That's who we are. I keep it in front of us deliberately, but I tell you over and over deliberately, we're not just here locked in virtual reality in this building. We are getting before the throne of God and accessing heaven. We're not just singing some song, let heaven come. We're not just singing some little song, let heaven come. We actually mean it in this church. So when we access the throne of God, we expect things to happen in here and all around our city and all around our region. We have a doctor in this, we have a doctor in this house tonight who's been a whistleblower on actually what is happening in Sarasota Memorial Hospital tragically to so many of the patients down there who is in this house tonight. What we have been praying is, Lord, let there be light anywhere in our city where there is darkness. You got to grab a hold of this. You got to grab a hold of this. Because when the kingdom of God comes, when heaven comes, it's not going to be all pretty. It's going to be very messy very messy, but very necessary. You think that God's just dealing with the dirt and the wolves and the devils of Washington, D.C.? Not on your life. He's going to deal with it right here on our home turf. We're not people that are stuck in virtual reality. We're not people that are just stuck in the natural. God has given you spiritual perception. God wants that spiritual perception and discernment in you to grow and to become mature so that you don't find yourself drifting in a generation that is just floating down. It's like they just grab their spiritual inner tubes and they're just floating down. Yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. You got it. You got it. Jab me three, four times, five times. Do whatever you need to do. Are you, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. All right. You don't want me to go there tonight. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, take the wheel. Somebody was praying, Carrie Underwood. I heard you back there. 
Oh, Jesus, take the wheel. John 16, powerful words. We're back. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he's going to guide you into all truth. And that's what we need. We need the guide. We need the guide. You need the Holy Spirit. I remember years ago when our offices were, they were in a hotel in this city. And the, the New Agers would come in there and they would burn their sage and burn their incense. And they would call on all of their guides, their, their spirit guides. They'd come in there with their crystals and they would burn the stuff. And, and finally, I just took care of that and went in before their sessions and just loosed a glory bomb in the Holy Ghost. We got our intercessors in there and started praying. Guess what? It wasn't long. We got them kicked out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When I talk about guide, there's only one guide, baby. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? He's not going to speak on his own authority. He's going he's to hear, and what he hears, he's going to speak, and he's going to tell you things that are to come. I See, I love this. The Holy Spirit is out to protect you. Write it down. The Holy Spirit is out to protect me. Do you know that everyone wants a best friend like the Holy Spirit? How do I know that? Because the Holy Spirit will never lie to you. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to a dead end. Are you hearing me? He'll lead you down the royal path of life. The Holy Spirit will always tell you the truth. Oh, now that's a big one. The Holy Spirit will even tell you the ugly truth. He'll not just tell you the beautiful truth. The Holy Spirit will tell you the ugly truth as well. And when the Lord starts talking ugly truth to you, don't try to turn to another channel on the radio. Oh, it's getting statically, Lord. I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I don't know, Lord. No, no, no. Let the Lord speak hard truth to you. Let the Lord speak hard truth to you. Let the Lord speak to you to stop that. Let the Lord rebuke you and tell you, get away from that. Let the Lord rebuke you and say, get away from those people. They're carnal. Stay away from those people. They're just playing church. Stay away from those people. They're just playing a game, and they want you to play their game. Are you alive in this place? The Holy Spirit will never lie to you. John 8, 44, Jesus says, Satan, he is the father of lies. Let me tell you right now, if the devil's talking, he's lying. <laughs> he's the father of lies. If he's talking, he's lying. John 8, 44, Jesus said, this is Jesus' words. He's not mincing words. He says, you are of your father, the devil. Could you imagine Jesus? Just stand, you're just standing there in the crowd. And you're watching Jesus speak to the religious. He says, you are of your father, the devil. <laughs> and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Before we read the rest of that verse, I want you to see something. Jesus was calling out their inner character that they were trying to hide. 
he could sniff out that murdering spirit that was manifesting in them. Are you hearing this? He said, he said Satan was a murderer from the beginning. I'm telling you, we're dealing with the murderer spirit in this hour. You think how many people are being murdered right now in nursing homes and hospitals all over this country. Are you awake? Are you still with me? Jesus is calling it out. He's telling them, you got a murderous spirit on you. You don't stand in the truth. When he speaks, he speaks of his own resources, for he's a liar and he's the father of it. Wow. Put 2 Corinthians 4.4 in your notes tonight. Make no mistake, the devil is a master deceiver. The Bible says he blinds people. He's the God of this age, and he's blinding people who do not believe, lest the light of the glory of God, the image of God, shine on them. We've never seen a day like today. We have never seen the delusion like we've seen this delusion in this hour. You know, if we just got out a little bit more, if, if my wife and I, we're heading out tomorrow morning. We're heading out on vacation. You go out around this country And I'm telling you, if you got your eyes open, it will utterly shock you what flags are standing in front of the churches of the United States of America right now. It will shock you. It will shock you. Rainbow flags. Trans flags. BLM flags. Guys, we've never seen a day of delusion and deception like this hour that we're living in. All right. How is that possible, Brian? Romans chapter 1. Put it in your notes, verses 22 through 25. Just put it in your notes. It says this. It says, professing to be wise, they became fools. And they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. Oh, my gosh. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Does Does that just encapsulate everything we're seeing right now? Professing to be wise, they literally became fools. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. I'm going to 2 Timothy chapter 4 tonight. You can go there with me. We're living in a generation where people, they want to hear what they want to hear. They want to hear what they want to hear. There are ministries right now, they can't wait for things to get back to normal. But I'm telling you, nothing's going back to normal. Nothing's going back to normal, friend. Nothing's going back to normal. All these churches that have been weaning people on milk for so long, preaching to them self-help nonsense, you know, with just a little teaspoon of scripture in it just a little teaspoon of scripture it's been grieving the holy spirit for decades in this country 
That's why we're so desperate for the power of God in this hour. We're talking about, we're talking about a virus. Has anybody noticed that, that we've been talking about a virus for a little while? You know, I have, I, have, I have so many people that send me stuff. Brian, you've got to watch this video. You've got to see this. You've got to watch this. You've got... But somebody sent me something months and months ago and said, Hey, Pastor, I hope this never happens. And, and it was pastors down in front at the church, and they had their mask, and they had their, their shield on, and they had their plastic gloves, and they, were, they wouldn't touch people. They were just stretching out their hand to pray for people. It was so pitiful. Until I went live on some churches and I saw everybody lined up on the stage with mask on, <laughs> singing at their microphone with their mask on, and the preachers getting up and preaching with their mask on. Guys, sometimes we just look like the biggest bunch of fools. And the, and the world is so hungry and desperate for the power of God. If we can't stay open during all of this, if we can't contend for our inheritance that Jesus Christ bled and died for, Mary, Mary led us tonight. Mary led us tonight in the proclamation of the power of the cross, the power of the body, the power of the blood. And it was more than enough. We cannot get away from it. It was more than enough. Jesus is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the healer. He's still the deliverer. He's still the Savior. Come on. It is imperative that we keep the life of this church going. It is imperative that our doors stay wide open because there's a greater glory that God's going to pour on us. People are going to come in this house and get healed. People are going to come in this house and get healed. Nobody's going to pray for them. Nobody's going to pray for them. They're just going to walk in and they're going to be healed. They're going to walk in. They're going to walk in in sexual confusion. And in one night, God's going to set them straight. Yes. Preach the word. I'm in 2 Timothy 4. Sorry. <laughs> you know where I'm at. You know, see, when I read these letters, when, when, I, when I read these letters by Paul writing his spiritual son, it's laced with so many layers of love and affection, but power of mentoring. You want, listen, you want a spiritual father writing you like this. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and dark and doctrine. Verse three and four. Paul goes on in this passage. He explains this to Timothy. 
Why does he need to preach the word? Why? Because there's a time coming when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they shall heap up for themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth. They shall be turned to fables. Let me, let me, tell, you, let me tell it to you like this. People will turn away their ears from the Holy Spirit. Did you see it? He said they're going to they're gonna turn their ears away from the truth. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is who? He's the Spirit of truth. And, and, and the, he said the Holy Spirit will do what? He will lead you into all truth. He said there's coming a time. People are going to turn away their ears from the Holy Spirit. And they're going to turn away to fables, and they're going to be washed out, guys. There is a great falling away happening on planet Earth right now. You've got to develop your relationship. You've got to develop your discernment. John 14, 17, put it in your notes. John 14, 17, the, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and he will be, say it, in you. He will be in you. John 15, 26, but when the helper comes, I will send him to you from the Father, the spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father and he will testify of me. What, what am I saying? I'm saying the spirit of God is perfectly congruent. Congruent means in agreement and in harmony. Is in perfect, in perfect congruence with the Father and Son. Jesus said, Failing to discern the times can be very dangerous. Now I'm about to close. I need you to stay with me. I'm in John 10, verse 4. You know it. Jesus said these words. He says, my sheep, they know, they know my voice. My sheep, they, they know my voice. You know what? God should be talking to you. God should be talking to you. It's not, don't let anybody tell you ever that it's weird to be a person of dreams or visions from God. We are a generation that there's an outpouring of the Spirit of God where God is loosing dreams and visions and revelation. It's not bizarre to be hearing from God. You should be hearing from God. He is speaking to you. I said He is speaking to you. Verse 5, he goes on. He says, the stranger they're not going to follow, they will flee from him. The stranger they will not follow, they will flee from him. Guys, are you seeing that? <sighs> For they know not the voice of strangers. Do you see there's a great division right now? There is such an epic division. There are such lines being drawn, guys. Entire governments are bowing down. To the demands of evil people. This hour is going to require us to stand very strong. And to be courageous and say, no, I'm hearing the voice of my Lord. And I'm not going that way. All right. I'm going to close with these thoughts tonight. I'm going to give you a few things. Discernment. Discernment. Number one, discernment begins with the fear of the Lord. 
The sermon begins with the fear of the Lord. Proverbs uh, chapter 9, verse 10, it says that the fear of God, the, uh, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. Psalm 111, verse 10. Psalm 111, verse 10, Paul says that in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. That's also Colossians chapter 2, verse 3. When it comes to discernment, and that is our pursuit to learn to understand from the Holy Spirit, we've got to recognize that God is all-powerful. Do you recognize that? God is all-powerful. Or have you already been duped to believe that, that, that the devil, he's going to take over everything? God is all-powerful. God, he's all good. He's all good. There's no darkness in God. Is that established? Is that fortified in your life? That God's not trying to trick you or dupe you? God's, oh, God's not going to put sickness on you to humble you? God's not going to put sickness and he's not going to abuse his children so that they start hearing his voice? Are you kidding me? There's no darkness in our God. He's a perfect father. He's a perfect father. He doesn't abuse his children. So it begins with the fear of the Lord. I want to give you something else. When it comes to discernment, this is a revelational gift with, with discernment. Discernment can actually reveal blocks of critical information to you. I want somebody to write that down. The Holy Spirit will give you discernment and it will give you blocks of critical information. What is that? That it will, it will direct you. It will, it will direct your choices. It will bring you into a perspective that is aligned with God's. Something that is prayed all the time in this church in our prayer room is that we come into alignment with God. Amen. God's not coming into alignment with you. You're coming into alignment with God. Are you getting it? Because people get screwy. Screwy in the Hebrew and the Greek means, okay, so you got that. People get loopy, right? People get wishy-washy. We're to align with God, right? Remember when Jesus showed up to Joshua in Joshua chapter 5? And Joshua asked the Lord, are you for us? Or against us? And he said, neither. Uh, wait a second. Neither? No, I'm for neither. I've come to take over and lead. Are you with me? If you're going to discern, what will happen is the Lord will start extrapolating everything from you seen in natural terms. I want to give you scripture for that. 1 Samuel chapter 16, and I'm rounding the bend. I'm, I'm rounding third, and I'm going to slide home head first. I'm doing it. That's right. I'm doing it. Verse 6, 1 Samuel 16, verse 6. When he arrived, Samuel saw Eliab, and he thought, oh, surely the Lord's anointed. He stands here before the Lord, but the Lord said to Samuel, oh, do not consider his appearance or his height for I have rejected him, and the Lord does not look at things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. 
Again, you can't fool and dupe the Holy Spirit. You can't be looking at everything in the natural realm. That's why you got to say, God, give me true eyes to see so that I'm not deceived and duped in this hour. The only way you're going to get clarity, the only way that you're going to stand is not coming up in this altar and me slapping you on the forehead tonight. It's by reading your Bible and praying every day. And being... Thank God you're still with me because I'm preaching until the cows come home tonight, baby. Come on. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, my. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with that thought. Listen, listen, listen. And there it went. <laughs> there it is. I had to look at my notes. <laughs> we look at the outward appearance so often. And the prophet had the same problem. And that really inspires me and helps me to know that, man, I mean, even prophets that were wildly anointed by God could just look at something and totally miss it. He was like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm doing. You're looking at the natural appearance. I'm telling you, I look at the heart of men. That's what we got to be looking at in this hour. How does that happen? It's by developing your relationship with the Holy Spirit and being in the Word. It's, it's the only way it happens. I'm going to give you the second thing tonight. I've given you these before. Grow in love. Write it down. Grow in love. If you want to walk, if you want to walk in true discernment and wisdom, you've got to grow in love. Philippians. Do you have Bible for that? Yes, sir. I've got it. You ready? Philippians chapter 1 and verse 9. Are you there? Is it behind me? Let's read it. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more, watch this, in knowledge and all discernment. Everybody see that? Let's start from the beginning. I pray, this I pray, that your love, watch, your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment. That you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. That's so powerful. Sincere and without offense until the day of Christ. Being filled with the fruit of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the praise and the glory of God. Let's go back to the start of this. What is it? How are you going to grow in knowledge and all discernment? You grow in love. Did you see it? Your love has to be abounding. Because if you're not walking in love, you can move into a place of false discernment. I pray that your love's abounding in knowledge and in all discernment. I, I, I won't follow someone who's just critical, that has a lack of love, or has a lack of mercy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because discernment is connected to the foundation of love growing and love maturing. Now when I talk about love, don't be duped. I'm not talking about some flimsy, weak love. That we often ascribe to the Holy Spirit. And it's nothing more in the church than a bunch of nonsense of people walking in false humility. That doesn't do anybody any good. You're to walk and be bold in who God has anointed and appointed and called you to be. That's real humility. But notice this. He says, I pray you're growing in love. Because if you're growing in love, 
You're going to be sharpened with true discernment. If you love the world, God's going to speak to you about the world. If you love the nations, God's going to speak to you about the nations. Are you hearing this? If you'll love this city and you'll love this region, God will talk to you about it. Why? Because discernment comes out of growing in love. Does that make sense? Number three is grow in the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 through 24. Grow in the fruits of the Spirit. If we grow in the fruits of the Spirit, here's what's going to happen. God, God actually wants to correct biases that we have. Oh, Pastor Brian, I don't have any. Yeah, okay. God, God will deal with your biases. God will correct your spiritual prejudice. We've got spiritual prejudice. I, I, I've said this before. I, years, years ago, I mean, this, this was like 20, 20, maybe 20 years ago or so. And I, I remember somebody had brought something to me and said, Oh, man, brother so-and-so said it. And it was, it was a book or a video that he had done. And, and this guy absolutely rubbed me the wrong way. I was not interested in his ministry. And everybody knows his name. And I really wasn't interested in his ministry. And they gave it to me. And then when I read it, the Lord pierced me. Just pierced me. And said, you know what? You've had a spiritual prejudice towards him all along. And you better repent of it right now. You need to get this right. That was hard for me to swallow. But it was the word that I needed in this hour. Because if we don't recognize the gifts that we need, we will be shut off to the grace of God that wants to pour into our lives through other individuals. Does that make sense? And at the same time, God will also, He will also protect you from those that don't need to be pouring into your life. There's a, lot, there, there's, there's a lot of voices out there. Well, anyway, that's another time. All right. Galatians 5.22. If we cultivate a pure love for God, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, so on. See, it's through spiritual disciplines, guys, that we can, we can actually develop an openness to correction. Do you want to develop? Uh, do you want to develop an openness to correction from God? You need to. I, I'm going to tell you right now, pastoring people in 2021 is dangerous. You know why? Because this generation doesn't want to be told what to do. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. You ain't telling me what to do. How dare you tell? I'm, I'm telling you. Pastoring people. It's harder than I ever dreamed. Being around leaders in, in, in the church, harder than I ever dreamed. If you develop your relationship with the Holy Spirit, you're going to have an openness to correction. I'm telling you, that will show maturity in your life. I can be corrected. Can you be corrected? All right. Well, that was pretty good. Two people raised their hand. Hey, Lord, I was hoping I was preaching better than that tonight. <laughs> Next point. Be led by the Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 is, For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. 
It's essential to be led by the promptings of the Spirit of God. Why? Why is it, why is it so essential to be moving with the Spirit of God? Because the Holy Spirit is who? He's the Spirit of truth. And He wants to lead you into all truth. All right? He wants to open your eyes so that you understand what you thought was happening is not what's happening. This is what's really happening over here. You know how the devil works? Ha <laughs> ha! Look at all this over here. You see that over here? You see it? Yeah. Y'all been to the circus? And over here, they're doing something over here. Oh, here it is. You thought it was over here, and it's behind your ear. I just pulled it out. Oh, my God, it was hidden inside your ear, down in your cranium the whole time. <laughs> is there anybody still online? They're like, dear God, this guy's going to preach till 1 in the morning. Discerning the times, write it down. Discerning the times is a skill that is developed like any other skill. Now, I'm right about this. I'm not guessing. Discerning the times is a skill that is developed like any other skill. What happens is it takes time and commitment by being with the Holy Spirit and by being in the Word. It takes time to develop it. But you be a person that actually positions yourself with the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to give you Acts 17.26 tonight. Put it in your notes. Acts 17.26 is about how God has appointed our times. He's actually appointed the places that we're supposed to live and dwell in. That God has literally appointed your boundaries, your time and your boundaries in the earth. God has set a designation on where you're supposed to be. It's not even by accident that you're in this church. God's ordained it. We're going to go to one last scripture tonight, and it's Matthew 24. I want you to go there, please. And I know it's going to be behind me, but I want you to grab your Bibles. I want you to turn those pages, and I want you to go there tonight. And I'm ending with this. Shane, I want you to light it up next week. I don't want you to be me. I want you to be you. And I want you to light this place up next week. Yes, he will. Matthew 24. These are the words of Jesus. Verse 4. How important is it right now? I'm going to ask you. How important is it right now that we're actually discerning the times? It's life and death. It's life and death. There's a doctor in this room that literally almost died in Sarasota Memorial Hospital. He literally almost died. He was crying tears in our prayer room tonight. He was between life and death, not being cared for. He was on the brink. How important is this right now? How important is it that we have, that we get our spiritual equilibrium and that we get bold and we get fighting this fight to save our country right now? How important is this, guys? This is everything. I'm telling you, everything's on the line. 
I've had so many people in this church come to me, talk to me this week, call me, text me about their job being on the line. We are facing some deadlines, guys. We're going to have to be bold. Take heed that no one deceives you. That's verse 4. These are not Brian's words. These are Jesus' words. Take, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name and they'll say, I am the Christ. And they will deceive many. And you will hear of wars, rumors of wars. See to it that you're not troubled. I want you to underline that. See to it that you're not troubled. I'm telling you guys, see, the word is your anchor. I don't just preach this stuff. I live it. I get in this alone, me and Bryn's master bedroom. I get before the Lord, lay on the floor. I put my eyes on these words. I say these words. I say these words. See that you are not trouble. I speak to myself. Everything that you're seeing, Brian, don't let yourself be troubled. Be bold in this hour. Equip the church. Equip the army. Get us ready for this, this hour, for this day. I don't want to be a man that's troubled. I want to be a man who's in faith. I'm trying to help you tonight. For these things, they must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nations is going to rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. There's going to be famines, pestilence, earthquakes. Guys, earthquakes. My God. Haiti this morning had a 7.2 magnitude earthquake. Alaska. Alaska was 6.9 today. And I'll tell you what, the news coming out of Haiti is absolutely atrocious. Jesus. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. This is Jesus. And they're going to deliver you up to tribulation to kill you. You'll be hated by all the nations for my name's sake. And many will be offended. Man, many will be offended. They'll betray one another. They'll hate one another. Wow. Wow. I'm going to pause right there. You know, I, I will tell you, and this is, this is not to get a crowd response, but you can be totally silent. I just want to tell you right now, I am so sick of Hollywood bullying America. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all these privileged people. They're, they're such bullies, such condescending. One after another. Arnold Schwarzenegger telling everybody what he thinks of everybody. Those that won't wear a mask. Those that won't get vaccinated. You know, telling us, hey, screw your freedom. Screw that. Just get the vaccine. Wear a mask. This and that. I'm telling you, I'm tired of being bullied by people. I'm tired of it. The church has got to learn to stand in this hour. The reason that we struggle so much to stand is because we have worshipped these people out of Hollywood for so long. We've worshipped them and the Lord is wanting us to renounce our idol worship. The Lord is wanting to, uh, for us to renounce our adult, uh, idolatry to these people, pledging our allegiance to them. 
acting like they're the, they're the superheroes of our generation and time. He said a lot of other things. I'm going to leave them out of this message. Many false prophets, verse 11, they're going to arise. They're going to deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, I hope that's underlined in your Bible, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. I'm telling you, that verse stands, it just leaps off the page and grabs me. Because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Can I ask you, what has been the effect of what we have seen in our nation? As you have seen lawlessness skyrocket, injustice skyrocket. I pray over myself all the time, Lord, I don't want my love to grow cold. If you abound in love, you're going to abound in all knowledge and in all discernment. If the, Lord, if the enemy can shut your heart down and get you cold, you're going to be useless in this hour. And may God deal with the lawlessness in, in our nation. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to the nations. And then the end will come. Don't let your heart grow cold. Why don't you go ahead and close your Bibles. And really right now I'm trying to discern if we're, if we're supposed to call our prayer team. I want you to pray about that, Mark and Kathy, with me right now. Because I'm really praying about opening the altars for us to just really seek God, get before God. Guys, we're in a critical hour. We're in a critical hour. We're in an urgent hour. <clears throat> Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, we need you to teach us and to guide us and to lead us in every decision for our life and every decision for our family in this hour. Lord, we speak an alignment into our lives to heaven tonight, an alliance, an alignment, and an allegiance. There's the word. An allegiance to the Holy Spirit tonight. I speak alignment tonight. Our allegiance to the Holy Spirit. Our obedience. Our obedience to the Holy Spirit. Lord, there are major decisions before people right now in this room. Those watching online tonight. Major decisions that are before us, Lord. We need your thoughts. We need, Holy Spirit, your guidance, your direction. We need a prophetic perspective now. I thank you that you lead us, Lord. I thank you that you protect us. I thank you that you preserve us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Lord, I thank you for the great glory that's here. Thank you for your presence. I thank you that it's so increasing on this house. You're the keeper of this house, Lord. You're the shepherd of this house. Lord, tonight, I, I just, just take a hand, if you will. If you don't feel comfortable with that, just, I don't know, touch somebody on the shoulder or the elbow. Lord, tonight we pray over our city and we pray over our region. I pray over Manatee County, Sarasota County, Manatee County, Sarasota County, Port Charlotte, Charlotte County. Father, over this great region, tonight I say let there be light. We say it tonight, Lord, let there be light. Let there be light. Let your light go forth, Lord, and triumph over the darkness, Lord. I thank you, God, you are preparing this region to be a city of refuge. A city of refuge. Father, we pray that your angel armies, your angel armies would engage this battle with us, your sons and daughters. That we are able to take territory in every realm, Lord, educationally, governmentally, medically, Lord, driving out the forces of darkness, crushing the works of the enemy. That you give us victory after victory, triumph over triumph over triumph. We say, God, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. Father, tonight we pray over our beloved state of Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis, over Casey, our Florida legislators tonight. Lord, you see every vile, wicked attack coming out of Washington and others against them. We say, no weapon formed against them shall prosper in Jesus' name. And every tongue, every wild, vile tongue that rises up against them shall be judged and condemned. In Jesus' name. Lord, you're the keeper of our state. and We speak a firewall, Lord, around our leaders and our governor, our businesses, our people. Hallelujah. We declare it, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you are building this house called Victory at Church of His Presence. You're the builder. You're the builder. You're building this, and you're building it on your glory. You're building in on your voice, on your word, on your spirit. You're preparing us, God, for a greater realm, for the days that are coming, weeks and months ahead, God. I thank you. You're getting us ready. You alone knows what, you know what that looks like, Lord, and what it requires. So I thank you that you're building us as men of God. As women of God, you're building us. You're making us powerful. You're making us ready for this hour. Lord, you've been saying it over and over. Live on the offensive, not the defensive. I pray, Lord, that we will not live in reaction to the enemy and what the enemy's doing, but that we will run on the offensive. And that we will advance and take spiritual territory in this region. 
Praise the Lord. Love you guys. Love you. Really love you. It's been a powerful night here. This has been a very significant night. Those of you that are new, we welcome you into the family. Uh, this place is packed. I mean, there's just a few empty chairs. This place is so packed. We, we, need, a, we need a miracle campus. Let's pray it in. Let's pray it in. I'm going to miss you guys for two weeks. We're going to go out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Just so you guys know, um, August is me and my wife's anniversary month. It's a birthday month. Victoria just had a birthday. I'm, I'm having a birthday next week. So we're, we're getting away 26 years. 26 years. God is so good. He's so good. We're, um, we're actually going to, on our anniversary, um, we'll be in Columbus, Ohio, and we're going we're gonna to visit our homes that we used to live in and go back to the church where we were first on staff when we first got married. And it's going to be fun, and who knows what else is going to happen. It's just going to be great. We're going to be in the mountains of North Carolina, too, and enjoying a cabin, and waterfalls, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Really love you guys. It's been a powerful night. I feel like um, I feel like we're just supposed to open the altars tonight. We're not going to release the prayer team. We do that almost every week. But tonight, if you want to linger, if you want to be with God, our altars are always always open. And I and I got to tell you, when when I grew up in the church, our our altars were open every service, and we stayed and lingered with God. It was a place that. It's, it's like you know, the disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. It was another realm of just learning how to pray and kind of marinate what God was pouring out and just let it be sealed by the Holy Spirit. So if you want to come to the altar tonight, you want to enjoy some just quality time with God, I just encourage you to do it. And um, we never give a formal benediction here. At... One day, I'm going to come in here in a long robe and a tall hat. It's going to be grand. <laughs> How many of you ladies have ever heard of Brighton? Brighton Jewelry. Let me see your hand. Brighton Jewelry. When we first moved to Sarasota, 
my wife and I, we were pioneering a church in our living room. And so I was working at Tommy Bahamas. My wife was working at Brighton out on the circle. And we were pioneering a church in our living room. And my wife was telling the ladies, you know, oh, my husband, you know, he's a preacher. But their only, their only concept of a preacher was a priest. And I came into Brighton one day to see my wife, and I was looking around. I met all the ladies, and it was fun. And, you know, at Brighton, they give you the bottled water and the cookie, and the ladies were all, ah, they were all chatty, wanted to ask me every question. So I left, and one of the ladies approached my wife, and she said, man, your husband, wow, your husband, wow. But, you know, I just can't, I can't imagine him in that long robe and that hat. My wife, man, my wife thought that was the funniest thing ever. She's like, we don't, we don't do that. That's, that's not what our church is like. So she had some explaining to do. But anyway, we don't give a formal benediction. So we release you guys. We love you. We bless you. Have a miracle week. Amen. Have a miracle week. Guys, stay informed at what's happening in the world. Stay, in, stay informed at what's happening in the Middle East. Watch Israel. Watch Israel. Pray for Israel. Listen, pray for Israel. Watch what's happening in the Middle East. Watch what's happening in the nation. Listen for what God's doing. Open your Bible. Pray every day. Amen? Love you guys. It's been an awesome night. God bless all of you on, on just watching online. If this has been a blessing to you tonight online, I pray that you'd sow a seed tonight. We love you guys. We bless you. Amen. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.